welcome to the Universal Sisterhood podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman they were designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 27. Um, Today is the one year anniversary episode of the Universal Sisterhood podcast. It was on the 22nd last year that um, the first one was aired. Um, And I'm many things, but I am mainly just grateful for the amazing women who have allowed their hearts to be heard on this podcast over the last 12 months. Um, They have been so vulnerable in sharing their stories and some of them quite intimate stories and personal stories um, in such a public forum and for them I am so grateful um, because they've taught me so many things. Um, They've taught me to be brave first and foremost because they're really brave women. Like I was just thinking the other day they are some brave brave women that I've spoken to. Um, They've taught me to be to love stronger, to love harder, um, to lift my gaze more frequently, um, to pray more, to understand people better, um, to see my struggles as a gift that grows me, not something that hinders me. Um, They've given me a better outlook in life and ultimately they've helped me grow closer to the heart of Jesus. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Um, My story's not over and neither is yours. He's still writing our chapters um, and there's nothing to be afraid of because you are held. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Recommend it to a friend, share it, um, and I'll speak to you next time. Thanks. Bye. Welcome, Liv, to our birthday edition. It's one year since the podcast started. Happy birthday. That's an achievement. Happy birthday. Yes, that's right. We are in over, I think there's 35 countries. Wow. (laughs) I know. There's thousands of downloads. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Um, Scary. Yeah, Russia, Sweden, Germany, Norway, Israel, Sri Lanka, the US, the I'm not, UK. I'm really not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you are. Clearly you have something oh. to say or no, people want it's, to laugh at us. people you interview. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but happy birthday. It's been one year, so I thought something a bit different. I'm not going to interview anyone today or mm-hmm. chat to anyone. I thought maybe we should look at what I've learned over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a think, and this is by no means, I'm no Jordan Peterson. I have no rules for life. I like him. Yeah. But I mean, I do have rules for life, but this is not (laughs) rules for life. Um, this is just what I've learned or some of what I've learned over the last 12 months. Hit me. Yeah. Yeah. But just, I just want to say there is a dog (laughs) licking its paws in the background. Yeah. We can't. Very old dog sitting here. We can't um, show him outside because he'll scratch at the door. So he's here, and you might hear him licking his paws. 
<laughs> or snoring, and it's not me. <laughs> Nor me. Um, so, let's so what's, go. What, um, how many things do you have to tell us, or we just start at the top? What's your number one thing you've learned? I think I've got ten things. I've thought, whittled it down to ten. Okay. If I run out of time, we'll just get to what we get to. Right, I'll chair this. Uh, number one, please. <laughs> well, I've discovered that life is full of seasons. Yes. Um, and it doesn't matter what season you're in, it will end. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have seasons of pain and suffering and darkness and self-discovery and other times we have seasons of joy and um, enlightenment, for a better word, um, of um, deep spiritual discoveries, um, seasons of little children, seasons of loneliness. Um, hmm. That's what when you when you said seasons, I immediately thought of you know periods <clears throat> of time in our in our life as mothers. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. But yeah, there's certainly times emotional seasons as well, hmm. um, and you never know what's around the corner. <clears throat> so he's always writing a new chapter, and it's, each season. This is not the end of your story. I think I wanted to kind of, this is what, there will be another chapter to this story. Mm. So if it is in, if you are in a season of darkness or loneliness or suffering, it's not going to end there. I think it's that hope Mm. um, as Christians that we have that um, ability to hope and reason for hope and we cling on to hope. Um, wow, yours was um, a lot deeper than what I've got written here. <laughs> and, and not to be afraid of those dark seasons. What have you got? Well, as I said, I, I thought when you said the seasons thing we were talking about. Not winter, spring, summer. And no, <laughs> no, but like, um, you know, like the baby season and the teenager season and the adult <laughs> season. Well, and, that, that's um, all part of it. Mine was a bit more practical. Go for it. <laughs> Um, no, like I just remember um, the season, the baby season or that toddler season. So that's probably my most vivid, the, the two-year-old, three-year-old, mm. that just before school. Um, I think uh, that's why we did a podcast on it because it affects, it affects you. Oh, yeah. It's physically, mentally demanding. But it does. Like, it, you know, like back then I think I mentioned it on that podcast that, you know, I'd, I'd bath the kids three times a day just to get a bit of peace. I remember. <laughs> I'd sit in the bath and splash around and I'd sit there and watch them. Um, and now, you know, I'm in the next season of the teenagers and all I do is drive them around to, you know. You're in taxi season. I'm in taxi <laughs> season. And, um, you know, like I, comparing comparing that little season and then the teenage season I've got here, you know, back then I was constantly um, – mushing up vegetables and, you know, potato and pumpkin and putting it into ice trays. And now I'm making, like, steaks and pasta en masse for all the boys in my family. Like, tonight I had, I fed dinner to 16 people before taking them to a school dance. (laughs) Um, You know, like, yeah, back then it was tiny little, you know, baby stuff and now it's en masse and then you fill fill them in with cereal (laughs) for 11 11 p.m. topper. Um, but then that baby season two when they're Velcro and they just stick to you and then you get to the teenagers and they're like, um, you know, opposing voltage batteries. They won't go anywhere near you, you know. Mm. Um, 
and then they come back around like you know your Claudia's back around she just loves you can't get enough of you Um, several texts a day yeah um but I think it's really important to realize that you may not enjoy a particular season that you're in but we have to embrace it because otherwise Mm -hmm. it has that potential to overwhelm us yeah, and, and that's the benefit of hindsight, really. Yeah. You know, I <clears throat> I look at our um, sister, our brothers' wives. Just they're in the little season at the moment, and they've got these beautiful little kids. And you know, on the family WhatsApp, you see the um, you know the photo of them throwing up on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, these hard seasons, and it's so easy for us to say, "Oh, just enjoy it, enjoy it." But it does go really quickly, mm. and. Um, yeah, it goes far too quickly. And, and I think that's also a reminder to realise it's not going to last forever. You just have to mm. uh, accept it, surrender to it, embrace it. You may not like it, but it will not last forever. Yeah. That's one but, thing. But also you may love it, but it's yeah. still going to change. It and it won't last. Yeah, that's mm. right. Mm. So, yeah, make so memories. Yeah. <laughs> Try and enjoy it. Mm. Good one. Yeah. Number two. What have you got humor. for number two? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always known humour. I've always appreciated humour. I've always, um, I, th- I think I'm quite humorous. I don't know. I've always, <laughs> I've, I've always seen the benefit of humour. But just in the last 12 months um, with seasons in my life, um, humour is so important. Mm. Right. It's, it has that, it has the power to change your mood. It has the power to change other people's mood around you. Mm. Um, it makes you more approachable, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, your kids. Everybody has different types of humor, like sense of, yeah. sense of humor. Even within one family, mm. <clears throat> like my eldest definitely has my humor, and then the next one is hundred and ten percent his father. Yeah. Um, yeah. You. Yeah, but but to, to appreciate a really good belly laugh. Yeah. Last weekend, I went with two really good friends. Actually, they were on the past podcast talking about friendship. Uh, oh, I don't know, twenty. Ago. I don't know how many episodes ago, <laughs> but in the beginning, and um, we went to a paint and sip. Mm. You know, where you you sit, you drink wine, and you paint a picture. Or we, ha- I don't know what was going on anywhere else, but the three of us had the best belly laughs. Mm. Like we had a brilliant night. Our paintings were the cause of our laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so much fun to just just forget everything and just laugh. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And if we don't laugh, sometimes we'll cry. Mm. So better mm-hmm. that we laugh. And life can be stressful enough. Laughing allows you to lose that kind of tension, if only temporarily. It's yeah. it's a great release, I think. Yeah, I I even say, you know, quite often, <laughs> I'll tell people God has a sense of humor for giving me three boys. Mm. Um, I used to think He didn't have a sense of humor. Oh no, He does. Yeah, He does. Oh, but it's not a mean sense of humor. No, I thought it was sarcastic humor, but it. I've grown to love his sense of humour, which that's an I will that is one of my lessons from the year. Mm, okay, we'll get back to that. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, is that? I think uh, I mean, humour allows us not to take ourselves so seriously. Yeah, 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 and others as well. 
Yeah, you said something else about that. I said that it, yeah. it's a sign of maturity in a way that you're able to see the forest through the trees. Mm. Like you can see the lighter side or you can see an end. I, I just find that, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, all of that is beautiful and, and the deeper meaning is amazing. But all of that aside, just to have a good belly laugh. Yeah. And just keep things light. Yeah. Um, it's certainly, yeah, our house is pretty crazy. There's a lot of stupidity in my house. <laughs> Which is great. Um, I mean, there is a time and place for humour. Yeah. But I think it's necessary. Sometimes we um, yeah, overstep the mark. Overstep that yeah. mark. Yeah. Me included. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, and in your marriage, I think you've got to laugh with your yes. spouse too, I think. And it's good for the kids to see that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I always, going back to families in general, you know, you can ask the question to people whose kids appear to be fantastic and their family life has turned out well. And quite often when I have asked, what's your secret? They always say, have fun with your kids. And what's the, yeah. the heart of that? Humour. Yeah. You know? It's true. Anyway. Um, number four. You ready for it? Hang on. Three, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Love. Yep. <clears throat> love I think love always you never know what's going on in people's lives um, everybody every single person that you walk past on the street you encounter is carrying some kind of hurt and sometimes they don't even know it themselves mm. um, and I think um, when we act when people act like they're not like they, like when we act like <laughs> someone we're not it's often because we're not happy with who we are and we need to love first and foremost God and then those around us while being as authentic as we can to who we are. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And I um, always second-guess myself when I make a statement like that. Do you get what I'm getting at? I do and it actually strikes a chord with me, especially that word authentic because um just recently, um, a really good friend of mine has gone through a really dark time in her life and um, she didn't turn to me for help and that really gutted me. It really, and probably a part of that's pride, but I did question the authenticity of our friendship mm. for a while um, and and it made me cranky. I thought, what, like, has, has it not been an authentic friendship for 20-odd years? Mm. But then I don't know the extent of what she's going through. I don't know what's on her heart. Um, anyway, uh, another mutual friend of ours said, Liv, you've just got to love, show lots of love. And um, I knew today I was going to see this person. So I put on my this skirt with love hearts all over it. Very strange. <laughs> Did you um, make that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I bought this one. Um, but it was literally... Um, only an art teacher could get away with a love yeah. art skirt. But I could not wear that skirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was an outward expression of love, but it was also a practical reminder for me because I have just been so cranky lately with this whole scenario. Um, and I knew I had to take a, a leap of, you know, a big step in just showing love rather than being um, cranky. Yeah. It was, love is an act of will, my friend. And yeah, I know. We have I know. to choose love. 
I know, I know, and um, yeah, I I think I did okay today. Good on you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Anyway, but, I tried, uh, but it's and, also and I, with your uh, with your spouse, with your children, with friends, with just strangers. We don't know what's going on unless um, they're authentic enough to reveal themselves to us, mm-hmm. unless they're vulnerable enough. So we just have to choose love because we don't actually know what's going on and they, they are hurting in some way. Mm. Yeah, but that word authentic, that gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's so true. Um, love, love conquers all. Mm. But it does, it does, and it, and it's not always easy to um, to show love, particularly when you're cranky or mm. you. It's so easy to show love or or, or um, an outward sign of love to strangers, like to be courteous, to be yeah. nice. It's so much harder to love those closest to you because mm. we see, we know them, we warts know and all. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. <clears throat> Yeah. And I think that's probably the key. They know ours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's a good ponder on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take that one to bed. I'll cry. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, what have you got on your list? Number four. Okay. Not being a very good um Okay. My number four is... I don't know whether it comes with age, but and and it hasn't just been the last twelve months because I'm now forty two, but I think once I turned forty, something happened inside, and I didn't care what people thought of me anymore. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm not sure if it's age or it's a greater understanding of who I am and whose I am. Um, and I didn't need outside validation. Like I don't need to be validated by people. I mean, I like people saying, oh, you know, oh, you're good at that or that was really nice or this was great about you or something. You know, I'm human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like validation but I don't need it. See, I'm a lot younger <laughs> and I still need it. <laughs> no, but also I, I get hurt when I'm criticised. Yeah. Like I yeah, yeah don't get yeah. me wrong I get I get sour yeah you're not sheer up no <laughs> um but I do, I'm learning I should say to not care about what people think of me mm. but yeah that's true um and it's harder said than done totally yeah um because as you said we're all human but. If we're, if we're too busy getting validation from outside, from you know, from the world around us, then we can't hear what yeah. God's saying, like yeah. how he sees us. Or our own thoughts, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at the, at the extremes of that, you know, we all have moments of vanity and moments of insecurity, but mm. both those polar ends, um, they're both worrying what people think about us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Whether it's an insecurity or a hmm. vanity. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that is. That's hard to do. Well done, you 42-year-old. Yeah. Oh, no, look, it's still a work in progress. Yeah, but this, I'm the last 12 it. months, it, I've realised what that was, um, what was going on. 
because I've I could hear what he was saying and he's saying you're good you're lovable you are loved there's nothing wrong with how I've created because he doesn't make mistakes mm-hmm. I've learned that yeah. not that I ever thought I was a mistake but we all in some way think what's wrong with me or why does you know I, you know Mm-mm. yeah well I've got to say in the last 18 months yep you have changed <laughs> for the better my darling girl but also better. you're going to be okay like you don't I think it's more abiding rather than striving like just resting in who you are mm-hmm. not trying to be somebody you're not yeah I agree. I, I actually actually can I just say this I was sitting at the station this afternoon waiting to pick up my son and this whole this pack of birds was swarming around, you know, and they swim it a swim. Oh, there goes my word for you. They were flying in um flock. <laughs> that's the word. It's a bit late. They were flying in formation. You know how they yeah, kind yeah, of and they yeah, dive yeah. and swoop and yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible. And I was watching them and I thought they're doing what they were designed to do. No, you know, they're not doing what they think they should be, what they think other people want them to do. They're doing, they're being who they were always meant to be. They're doing what they were always meant to do. And it was perfect. Mm. And it worked. And it created beauty. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought if if humans could do that. The birds don't have Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) exactly they're not looking for validation from anyone they're just responding to their call like what they'll what they'll Mm. design for and i thought we have a lot to learn from nature we do we really do i agree that was just my train musing sitting in the car Mm. but yeah i like it yeah anyway so that's that one um so what, no. num- what number are we? So we can't to? can't wear spanks to make us feel a little bit better. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many pairs of spanks you put on, girlfriend. You are not going to be Instagram worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> you you will be. Um, I could give it a shot. No, <laughs> you will be beautiful, but you won't be beautiful enough. No. For like, we can never mat. We can never. Um, <laughs> What's the word? We can never live up to the expectations of society because hmm. we'd, we'd always be striving. Okay, I'll put those banks away. <laughs> oh, no, wear them. <laughs> if you feel better, wear them, but you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, you might look perfect until they start to roll down. <laughs> and your muffin top over the top. And then the truth will not set me free. <laughs> yeah, not pretty. Not pretty. Mm, what number are we up to? Five. Okay. It's on a different page. <laughs> so my fifth is, and this, I know it's a simple, um, but it was a revelation to me. I think I said it, I don't know whether I said it on the podcast or I did it in my Instagram musings, but I listened to a song. Did I? I don't know whether I actually put it in as a one thing. But um, 
it's by Tasha Cobb, Cobbs Leonard, and it's You Know My Name. And I, after listening to it like a million times, I realised he, he knows my name. Mm. Like nothing. He And you hear that Bible verse that he, you know. He knows he, before we were yeah. in the womb. But he actually does. He's, he's, mm. It's real. And he has a plan for our life. He has a plan for my life. So no matter the storm in life, if I keep my eyes fixed on him, there will always be joy and hope and peace. And I have felt so much peace mm. in the last 12 months, actually, like real unshakable peace, even when things are hard. There is a peace. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> that reminds me of the um, eulogy Father Phil gave at. Oh wow! At Maybe funeral. we should put that on the, in the show notes. Mm. I will. Mm, it's worth a read. So recently, um, a young friend of our brother's passed away from cancer, and he was 28 and uh, an incredible rugby union player, and he was incredible sportsman, incredible oh, bloke. <laughs> Amazing, amazing human being, but um, yeah, he's he was taken early, and um, but Father Phil Elias gave the eulogy at his funeral, and he talked about um, Andy being the number ten player for his school, um, for his old boys team, and you know that was his position, and it was just beautiful how Father used the analogy of his number ten jersey, mm-hmm. and um, which. Incidentally, he's now retired. They've retired number 10 because Andy was the... Can you explain what that means? Does it mean it's old and... No, no, no. So so the number 10 jersey will never be worn again for Redfield Old Boys. Um, They've retired it because he was the best, the best there was, and out of respect Mm. for a great man, they've retired that jersey. But, um, yeah, Father Phil was saying that, you know, before we were born... um, God had a jersey chosen for. He was talking to the boys. He was talking to all Andy's mates, and he said, "So, so we can think a dress. <coughs> we can think a frock. Dress. Yeah, <laughs> a netball. No, no, not and netball. A, I was a basketballer. A ring. Yeah, <laughs> a diamond necklace. Okay, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm getting carried away here. But um, yeah, it was just beautiful. He he was saying to these boys, these men, you know, father, uh, that God had a jersey picked out for them, whether it was fly half or front rower or full back, you know, number 10, number 9, number 15, whatever it was, God had that jersey picked out for you. Um, from the beginning. From the time. beginning. And he knew what, what you were going to be good at. He knew where you were going to he knows. succeed and, and where your struggles were. You may not be a good fullback, but you may be a good front rower. You know, he knew all of that. Mm. He had a plan for you. And he had this plan for Andy to win number 10. And, and it was just beautiful. He said, Andy went in, you know, in a clean jersey every week and it came out dirty and he gave it his best. And But it was it was just, it would be absolutely worth putting that mm. on the website because it is the most amazing eulogy. Mm. We just sobbed the whole way through. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, just that he does know us. He, he um, But also he wants us to fulfil that uh, plan that he had and he doesn't want us to get to the end of our life and say, oh, hand the jersey back and say, nah, it didn't quite fit properly or it wasn't what I wanted. Um, yeah, I didn't like that position. Yeah, I wanted to be yeah. something else. No, he had it picked out for yeah. us. And he had it picked out because that was where, that was what was best for us. Mm. Yeah. 
Thanks for finishing off because I forgot that <laughs> I thought that you part. were about to finish. <laughs> oh, so did I – is yeah, that okay? No, that was good. All right, that was good. But maybe put it up because I'm um, <laughs> sure we missed the best part. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Number six. Um, is that where we're at? Yeah. Oh, number six was to be still and be quiet. Um I'm sure everybody knows I have a very busy household with eight people and Liv's is more is probably more busy than mine with fewer Not people. Yeah. <laughs> what are um, you saying? Yeah, you're loud. You're busy. You're, you're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just look at uh, my washing machine died a week ago. You should see my laundry. You'd know it's a, it's a very um, – it's a working home. It's a very busy household. But – for Lent, I decided to get up before everybody and do my Blessed Is She Lenten journal. Mm. And I've kept it because I actually need it. I actually mm. need that quiet time and that stillness to um, hear, to hear what God wants. It Like you actually can hear him mm. if you set, like life is busy, the world is busy, homes are busy. You know, we everyone is busy. Yeah. But yeah. that's the dog snoring, not Olivia. I haven't bored her that much. <laughs> um, but setting that time aside, watching the sunrise, hearing um, his voice, it makes the day run smoother. It, may, it helps me personally um, to set goals for the day, to be more at peace. And just to hear what he has to say because he speaks in the most imaginative ways. I can't tell you. Like mm. I laugh mm. out loud sometimes with the. He he does, and um, I've got to say that I'm really bad. As you just told the whole, whoever's listening, Saudi Arabia, I, I have a louder house than you. I and and Sweden <laughs> and the Netherlands. I do really, really struggle with this and like with being still and listening and, and just having a having a moment. So yes. yeah. Um but because noise is distracting, it distracts from what's really going on. Yeah. But it is in those quiet moments where spiritual growth occurs mm-hmm. or, or personal growth, you know, like just, just reflecting on your day and mm-hmm. um but allowing God to come into your thoughts and your prayer and um, that's when it happens and I'm really, really, really bad at it. But it's also but, that's where relationships happen. Like mm. people say, like, how do you pray? You actually, it's it's a relationship and to, you can't um, have a relationship, have a relationship while with you're... somebody that you don't talk to, mm. that you can't speak, communicate with, mm. listen to. Um, and I had to be really mindful. Mm. of that and it, you actually end up with that's the dog, the dog a relationship and yeah. and he's but so that, kind like, yeah it, that's so true you cannot have a relationship if you don't work on it no it, it'll die and yeah. Yeah. yeah well it does it did it did die yeah it was dead for a long time yeah. well mine's mine's just bubbling along but you know <laughs> no but it's I'll kind of on like one. it's kind of um <laughs> It's there. It's kind of like that auntie that you you know that you should see. You know who she is. Yeah. Um, you'll get round to it, and before you know it, she's gone. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm speaking no. metaphorically. <laughs> I know, but um, you know, you were saying then that um, you know, he he has very imaginative ways to to speak to us, 
And I just, I cannot get out of my head Anna's story. So Anna's our other sister and she is exceptionally good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Anna Anna is much better at being quiet and listening <laughs> in those quiet moments, being <laughs> still. Both of us put together. Oh, my goodness. She's so good. But um, I just love her story of her word of the year. That when she pressed the generator word, up popped anchor. And um, a day later she was driving to your place or coming mm. home from your place mm. and um, she put the radio on and after a few minutes, you know, she, she said, I just consciously thought of the word anchor and the next song that came up was something about being my anchor or something, mm. remember, and she pulled the car over to take a photo of the screen that said the name of the song and as she pulled over and got out her phone, she looked up and the letterbox next to her was made out of a boat anchor. Hmm. Like just amazing. Anyway, um, she's, as you know, she's um, quite sick at the moment and she was in hospital this week. As you know, they don't know. Well, you, you I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so now all of you do and you can all pray for her. But don't bother. her. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this week in hospital um, she was waiting for this procedure and the nurse uh, that it was, was, uh, was after the procedure. She was all groggy. Was it? Was yeah, it? And and she, she was back in her room. Yeah, and this nurse came over and she had a massive tattoo of an anchor on her arm. She was fixing herself up and Anna was all groggy and she looks over and she thought, what? <laughs> what? Am I looking at something? Like is this the anaesthetic wearing off? Yeah. No, you did. I haven't spoken to her. You <laughs> I just saw the image. Yeah. And this nurse, whose name was Jess, that's right, I had this anchor on the inside of her arm with a cross and a heart well Anna Anna is in for heart surgery Mm. so there's the heart with the anchor and the cross and she just you know he speaks he he reassures he's kind he's tender Mm. he's gentle and um but didn't didn't the nurse also Anna said what does this mean and she said yeah reminds about love and hope Mm. or something like that Yeah. yeah But, yes, he, he does have a sense of humour and he reminds us in the quiet moments and he uses and, his and imagination to Yeah, um, But it's also being him. still and being quiet to remove yourself from the busyness of life because we don't notice those things when we're too busy. Mm. Um, it's when we're, we're you know, uh, make set time aside to be more mindful. I mean, mindful is the word of the year, you know, the, the decade. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, 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 you hear him mm. in the quiet. Yeah, I think, you know, and you're right, this, this word mindful is thrown around a lot and, um, you know, people are taking a lot of time out for themselves and, mm. you know, um, self-care and that is very important as well but um, sometimes a lot of it is a bit too indulgent indulgent yeah yeah look I have no problem with people taking time out for themselves I get that I love that but it can it can, yeah you know let's the dog <laughs> stupid dog <laughs> yeah hopefully um, maybe we yeah just leave me all right, sorry, I just lost it. No, no worries. Okay, let's move on. What are we at, seven? Mm. What have you got for seven? Just listening to all these women who have vulnerably shared their stories with me, with us, 
with all of you. Um, women are so strong and they're so much stronger than they give themselves credit for. Um, and just by the mere fact of our bodies, that our bodies can carry life, like they're designed that way. Whether you whether become we, a mother Whether or we not. do or not, mm. our bodies are designed to, um, to, 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 yeah, but to, to bear struggles, to be, to, to be vulnerable, to, um. Well, we're wired for pain, we're wired yep. for hardship. Yeah, for, for accepting another. Yeah. Um, for sheltering another, for caring, for nurturing another. And that that all takes strength, like real inner strength. And I see it in it doesn't matter mm. what stage or age of life you're at. Women are strong and brave and courageous. And that, that just, like I've always known women to be mm. strong. But well, it's true, you know, like resilient. Um, women... You know, when, you set, when you've got a tough situation in life, um, you know how there's that saying when you put down a cross, other people, you know, your children pick it up. Mm. But women um, are pretty good with that. They don't usually let their children mm. pick up that cross, don't you think? We sort of carry the burden a lot mm. of the time. For, for more than, like, we carry, women carry a lot. Yeah. Because they're wired for struggle, I think, and they're wired for compact, like, out of a compassionate heart, they carry, I think. Um, but we're not meant to do it alone. And when that is hard, like when we can, I think that's a pitfall. Women think that they can do it all by themselves. Or maybe that's just human nature. Um, when they're able to hand it over, yeah, and and you've been you've always been good at that. Like when I think about motherhood, mm-hmm. you were always good at asking for help. <laughs> or not not even I don't mean that. I don't mean like you struggled, but I I always struggled to ask for help with the kids or even letting them go to someone you know mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, you were no. always like, mm. I, th- I think that was self preservation. Mm. Um, yeah. But, anyway. I mean, look at women are tough. Like mum, for instance, she's the strongest woman I know. Like, you know, given what she's been through, she, as a really young mum herself with. Her mum died. At, yeah, so she had two young, young little girls. Well, her, um, her dad had battled cancer. Her mum had just recently passed with cancer and her husband was an alcoholic. Mm. And she never gave up on him. Mm. She was tough. She battled it out through all I was actually telling my kids the other day, I don't even know how we got onto the topic. And she was they were asking me if I'd seen Nana and Pop fight, I think. And I said, I remember, I, I vividly remember walking into our kitchen and I was five and there was muesli all over the floor. <laughs> And Nana was in, my mum was in the corner crying. And I said, what's, what, what happened? And she said, oh, I think because it was around Mother's Day we were talking about. And she said, your father forgot our wedding anniversary. <laughs> She'd thrown the box of muesli at him. i got to say, they, I've never really seen them fight. And they, they don't fight, but Dad's getting deafer in his old age, so there's a lot, I said this, Michael. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, yeah, they don't fight a lot. No, at all, really. No, that's why I think it stuck out in my memory because yeah. I remember thinking, well, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. But she is. Mum's a tough cookie, and you know, to endure all of that with all the other struggles. You know, it wasn't just one struggle. She had a lot going on. Mm. And their marriage is solid as. Mm. You wouldn't find another couple. Well, you would. But they are completely in love. In fact, right now they're on a... They're in Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> um, but, you know, and Dad's, oh, gosh, he just adores her and he's forever grateful for mm. what she did for him mm. and for us. It was such a lesson for all of us and yeah. continues to be. So I think women have... Women are more able to just keep showing up. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a testament mm. to that they will they will endure. They'll they'll just keep showing up, even when it's hard. Um Yeah. And I've seen that with all those women, you know, struggling with depression and infertility and they don't they don't give up easily. No. And they champion mm. other people on. Which is so beautiful to see. Mm. Um, well, I think I think women more than men. I mean, men are wired for friendship as well more mm. than men. Communication. Like we, that's community. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's why we champion each other on a bit more. Than Although they, women do have a tendency of putting each other down, which yeah. is a yeah. So that's probably <clears throat> the flip side. If if you are. Yeah, order true. if you right order your life, you will champion other women on. Otherwise, you will put them down to mm. to boost yourself up. Yeah, you're spot on. Um, yeah, that's where the be still and quiet comes in. Mm. <laughs> uh, I've also learnt that life is hard, like super hard. Everybody's life is hard, but it is good. Um, well, it's true. Like not. Not a single, um, not a single person. Like you know, the rich, the poor, the those that appear to be have the perfect life. You know, it's not. Everyone has has a struggle. Mm. It and may be it may be a tiny portion of their life, or it may be a huge mm, part of their consuming. life. But we all struggle in some way. But I think having being vulnerable, having the um, ability to let people into our pain. Um, that's where we can turn it around. That's where life is hard but good. Um, I know I was at the physio a few weeks ago uh, because my word for the year is swim and I was swimming out to the boy and I freaked myself out about sharks so I turned around and swam straight back and pulled all the muscles down the left side mm. of my body. I could not move. Anyway, I bundled myself up and went down to the physio a few days later and I was lying there and she's there pushing, pressing her fit thumb into my neck and all I wanted to do was punch her in the face. That's kind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. In, and I, I think I verbally said to her, you better move away because I think I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. And she said, no, no, just bear with me. And that's what pain, when we let people into our pain, press our pain, or let God into that pain. It lessens it. It make, gives it purpose. It lessens the pain. Like mm. after a while, the pain went. It subsided, and if we realize that um, God, He is the ultimate. He has healing hands. 
if we allow his healing hands into our pain, life can be hard but it makes it good. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does and, um, you know, as as Catholics, um, <clears throat> you know, we have that, you know, through confession we we can have that pain by yeah, once being you, vulnerable and, you know, you're sharing it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Once you accept the pain and you surrender to it, you hand it over, mm-hmm. um, although it hurts, it doesn't. It will. St- I mean, my like my neck felt better for a little while, but it's still mm. the pain returned. It still mm. hurts, but you know it will subside. You know, it gave you a release. It gave you some. Um, well, that's in every facet of life, don't you think? Like, like you at the physio. You know, you had to surrender to that pain, give it over in order to feel better. Hmm. It's the same in confession. Hmm. It's the same with alcoholics, you hmm. know, like what's what's the rules of AA? I remember Dad always saying you have to share your story and with another person. That, yeah. That's part of the, that's the being rules, vulnerable. being vulnerable. I don't know the rules. Maybe um, I should look into it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's the same, you know, sharing it with a friend, sharing hmm. your, hmm. your hardships. Um. But letting that ultimate healer heal us, heal our woundedness, um, like it could be anything. It could be a relationship that's soured. It could be um, carrying hurt. It could be misunderstanding. I know women, like I've been misunderstood so many times mm. and it's not not um, internalising that. It's handing it over. And, that, and that's also where the quiet comes. This is where you can talk to to God about. Mm. He wants to hear all these intimate details of our life. <clears throat> he wants to build a relationship. You have to s- let those feelings be spoken to him. Mm. Yep. I think I'm rambling on. Sorry, I'm getting text messages. Um, anyway. From the party goers. How are they? <laughs> good. Um, Make good friends. That's my other one. Or oh, have you got something to say about? Life is hard, but it's good. Um, I mean, no, listen, but we're blessed. I mean, but looking at some of the people I've interviewed, like um, Mary Lenneberg, like she got the lot. Yeah. But she was able to turn that into joy. Mm-hmm. She's one of the most joyful people I know. Everyone, you should follow her on Instagram. She's hilarious. Yeah. But she, you know, she was able to turn that pain like unthinkable pain of you know a husband who was yeah I mean you've you've oh if you haven't listened to that podcast go backwards yeah it's amazing beautiful mm. but mm. she was able to transform she allowed God to transform that pain into something glorious mm. yeah um so I, I learned that <laughs> I also learned to make really good friend choices. I've always known that, but just yeah. the last 12 months I've just realised how blessed I am to have such good friends. Um, yeah. Don't waste your life with people who don't lift your gaze because seriously, guys, life is short. Yeah, yeah. But also, um, you know, you've got to help people to lift their gaze too. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to be the friend that you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. And should I end it here with my last no, one? No, 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 no. Oh, what um, I'm gonna say? I just wanted to 
you said this afternoon that um, one of the things you've learned is that it is good that you exist. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and um, last weekend Jess and I were lucky enough to hear um, or meet with five of the Sisters of Life um, that came out from the Bronx in America and um, they, what was their topic? Um, Feminine Feminine Genius, which is a whole other podcast, but one of them spoke so beautifully and, you know, she said to get in, you know, like to know that you exist and that God has a purpose for your life, she said before you start your prayer, just put your hand on your on your chest, on your heart, and feel the rise and fall of your chest or feel your heartbeat and know that he has kept you alive for another day. Like he mm-hmm. has a purpose for you. You you exist. And and it's so beautiful. I've done it a few times this week. Just put your hand on your chest and just feel the rise and fall. You know, like you're you're just God's given you that breath. And but what He's she said. That heartbeat. Yeah, keep going. She said, every time your heart beats. It's, oh, it's him it, saying. God's yeah. saying, I love you. 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 And if he stopped thinking of us for a second, we wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. So our heartbeat tells us that we are loved for the mere yeah. fact that we exist. And I just wanted to um, I'll put it up on the podcast, on the WhatsApp, um, pff, no, what's it called, the Instagram, but it, I just saw this thing this week and it says, it is good that you exist. If you have a disability, it is good that you exist. If you grew up in foster care, it's good you exist. If you are unplanned, if you are unwanted, if you are conceived in rape, it is good that you exist. If you are abused, if your medical costs are millions, it is still good that you exist. If you were placed for adoption, if you're gay, if you have autism, it was it's good that you exist. If you have had an abortion, if your birth derailed your mother's life, it's good that you exist. If you were born into poverty, if you're undocumented, it is good that you exist. So Mm. it is good that everyone exists. Yeah, that's beautiful. No one's exempt from that. No. I mean, because we have a heartbeat. Look at Jenny, who we interviewed Mm. for the last podcast. Mm. Jenny's got four beautiful adopted daughters and it is it is beautiful. And it's necessary. You know, they are loved beyond measure, Mm. those girls. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's a lovely one. Okay, my last one. You ready for it? (laughs) You ready? Yeah. I've discovered that my tears are good. You didn't just, well, yeah. I discovered that and that is a real discovery for 2019. Not you. We collectively, all the girls in our family, are the master of tears. Really? Yep. Um, but it's true. And being in this very, very masculine household of mine, um, my daughter and I openly weep when we're watching a movie and the four boys look at us like, you know, we have two heads. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. No. <laughs> and I must admit I have had to pull my husband up a few times when he said, oh, stop crying or whatever to the boys, you know, if they've done something. I said, no, it's good for them to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good reminder that. Yeah, but I used to see tears as being weakness, but I've realised um, that it's not weakness. It's actually strength and it is um, a sign of a, a moved a moved heart, a compassionate heart, mm. and Jesus Himself, He wept. The two shortest 
words in the Bible, so the shortest sentence in the Bible is he wept, Jesus wept. And I realized that if he weeps, then I weep and I can weep and it is good. Mm. I love that passage in the Bible which really shows his humanity. Yeah, well, that was what I was going to say. I have a heart for humanity and that's kind of what tears are. Mm. Um, but the enemy wanted me to believe that it was a sign of weakness and failure and um, insanity almost <laughs> because that is the heart for humanity. That is Jesus' heart. Mm. Um, anyway, I learned that tears are good. And they're not always sad tears. I don't cry mm. because I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I cry because I'm happy. Joy. Yeah. yeah. There's happy, happy tears. tears. <laughs> yep. Sad tears, frustrated tears, yeah. um, tears of loneliness, <laughs> tears of anything. Big shrimp, fat shrimp. <laughs> There's uh, tears of every sort. I think mine are more often than not tears of joy. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually was talking to a friend last week and I burst into tears and I said, I'm crying because I'm so happy. Mm. Um, mm. And, yeah. Yeah, not to be afraid of them. That's exactly it. Good woman. Mm. Don't be afraid of your tears and your emotions. Mm. All right. How was your joy this week? Is that it? Um, is that a wrap? Tears are good. That's good. Yep. And and just to finish, um, before I ask you your joy, um, what I have learned, mm-hmm. you know, like you have done some amazing interviews, and it is so clear that everyone has a story. Yeah. Um, some are broken stories. Others are fascinating and uplifting and courageous, and you know, everyone has a story, and we can all learn from each other. Yep. And this podcast um, is a place where women can share those. So, you know, I think it's apt at the one-year mark that we ask women to be vulnerable and if they've got a story to share with us, to come forward. We'd love to speak yeah, to them. good idea. Okay. That wasn't in the show notes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you can reach me, um, jessica at doherty.com.au or you can DM um Universal Sisterhood podcast. Uh, no, it's just Universal Sisterhood. Um, what's that underscore? underscore. You can um, DM there on at, on Instagram. Uh, that's it. I'm not on Facebook because I'm not brave enough. <laughs> She'll be braving the scared soon. <laughs> so, what's your joy this week, Jess? Um, well, it would probably have to be the giggly teenagers that I took to the dance tonight. Yeah. Just thinking it wasn't long ago that I was mm. that giggly teenager in the back and the nerves and Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. That brought me a lot of joy. Bella Bella said to me, um, Liv, I can't eat that much dinner because I'm really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Her first dance, how sweet. Yes, that brought me joy too. And I'd have to say my other joy was a song you shared with me this week actually. Mm. Um House on a Hill by Amanda Cook. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah, just um, that will bring you tears, my friends. Yeah, I think, and that goes back to what we've just talked about, um, especially being quiet and listening, because it's all about, you know, God constantly wanting to reveal Himself to us, and and that line, "Let me introduce myself to you again." You know, He doesn't give up on us time and time and time again. Especially me, He keeps knocking at the door. Um, No, but He doesn't knock. He just waits, and He will always be there. Yeah, 
He's he very just, patient. He's so patient and he's yeah. so, so kind. That's why I was crying actually last week. Oh, was it? Yep. Yeah. He's With so, his song or just? No, no, general? just oh. in, he is so kind. Yeah. Just invite him in. He is so kind and he will not hurt you. I think we'll leave it there because I'm going to he- reach for the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Happy then, birthday. And then we have to go and pick up. The teens from yeah. the party. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.